This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. I had to think about it for a second. For some reason, I was thinking it was Tuesday. And it is Tuesday for Warlord. Happy Tuesday to you, my friend. Warlord says breaking news. I... How is that breaking? I just told you that. I said they got him. They got him. Oh, it's breaking in the BBC. Ten minutes ago was when they posted. No, 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 no. They captured him hours ago. We're going to talk all about it. What happened to Lance? Did something happen to Lance? I hope nothing happened to Lance. Talking about Lance from the surfs? another Lance I don't know about. I only know one Lance. Maybe I know others. Oh, oh, oh. Lance Storm. Wrestler. If I can be serious for a minute. Uh, it was exactly one year ago today that I got this bad boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I was assuming that's who you were talking about. Lance is in my uh, YouTube trailer. And I've just I've just now figured out how to put the YouTube trailer on, like, the show. So if you go and you click a reminder for the Troll Patrol, you actually see the YouTube trailer play. And Lance is like, I guess I need to thank Matt Walsh for hooking me up with Justin Freakin'. Oh, there is Lance the Snack Company. Indeed. Curious, sir, have you ever, have you hit out of this one? You don't like clear glass because you think it looks yucky. Yeah, I redid my uh, YouTube trailer. It has Lance from the Surfs, Vosh. Vosh is like, all we're doing is proving this guy's a wicked sick aesthetic. Something like that. And then it has like Matt Walsh. From, from my uh, my my two minutes of fame I experienced a few months ago when Matt Walsh tried to make fun of me on his show. Yeah, I've been waiting. I'm going to... Uh, I have not hit this uh, this motherfucker all day. going to be my first hit out of it. I've been smoking out of a pipe, so it's, it's really going to stone me. I'm not stoned enough for this shit after all. What are we talking about? What, sh- what shit are we talking about tonight? And I'm not stoned enough for it. Oh! Oh, yes! I am not stoned enough for this shit right here. Apparently, Bill Maher defended the Babylon Bee. Supposedly, they are the onion of the right. They're not very good. They're not very funny. Ever. They're not very funny ever. Bill Maher defended them. We're going to hear what Bill Maher had to say on Friday's show. Today's meme of the day. Uh, there is a picture of the abortion clinic in Wisconsin. We covered this last night. It was vandalized over the weekend. The meme points out the difference in liberals and anarchists. Liberals are like, no, the graffiti was an inside job. The broken windows are ruining our ability to appease those in power. All the anarchists are like, that's fucking sick. Ha ha. 
Molotovs go brrrr. Oh, there are some people that listen to this show as a podcast. That's why I'm trying to keep in mind to describe pictures, to describe videos that we play. They even made a video about how they have the same four old jokes. And in that video, made the same four jokes. <laughs> the fucking Babylon Bee. But we're going to... I mean, one hat comedian... Defending a, a, a hat comedian uh, institution, I guess you would go. What would you call that? A collective. The Babylon Bee is a hack comedian collective, if you can even call yourselves comedians, because nothing you do is funny. The Babylon Bee used to be funny. When it first started, it used to be funny, and I followed it. Uh, and I think there, there's a video by John... Them, uh, somebody thoughts somebody like that on YouTube that goes into the Babylon Bee, the Innuendo Studio. Somebody, somebody like that has a video, and it's really fucking good. And I think they do go into how like the Bee had a dramatic shift during the 2016 election. We're gonna hear what hack comedian Bill Maher has to say about the Babylon Bee. Before that, we're going to get. A real piece of comedy. We're going to watch the trailer for Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, 2,000 Mules. 2,000 Mules. Perhaps if you've been online today, you would notice that the uh, the paid-for bots that the right wing employed to promote 2,000 Mules have been out in full force. Let's watch the trailer for Dinesh D'Souza's movie. Which is apparently about the 2020 election being stolen. And there were 2,000 mules that were running votes. Uh, We are going to uh, talk about the glaring inaccuracies in the movie 2,000 Mules. Multiple people did uh, fact checks on it. We're going to read from the Denver Post, I believe it is. Breaks it down about all the misinformation in the movie 2000 Mules. Oh, speaking of misinformation, we're going to talk about the disinformation board. If you have a a right-wing brother like Curiouser, you might have heard about how the Biden administration uh, inside of the Department of Homeland Security is going to have a disinformation disinformation board, disinformation department. I don't even know what the actual framing is. We're going to break it down about exactly what the disinformation board is. Some right-wingers have called it like a, a, a misinformation czar. What's up, Sassy? Welcome. We're also going to get Rand Paul questioning uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas on the, the Ministry of Truth. Meat cakes. You know what I want for my birthday? Meat cakes. Meat cakes. Well, he shouldn't watch it because it's all bullshit. And it's all bullshit designed to get his blood pressure up. It's it's uh, it's a grifter playing on an idiot. Frontlingers are morons.
As you saw Warlord allude to earlier, they have been got. The... The escaped inmate and his jailer lover have been caught. It would seem that she tried to shoot herself in the head. They are reporting a self-inflicted gunshot wound and that they are hoping she survives to answer questions. But the, the saga of Vicky White and Casey White has come to an end, apparently in Evansville, Indiana. Why you would go to Evansville, Indiana is beyond me till as old as time. Oh, here comes a beggar with his tray like always. I'm so, I'm doing show tunes. Don't let me sing. We're going to talk about the election in the Philippines. We're going to talk about Sri Lanka, where the prime minister has resigned. Get into the Victory Day celebration in Russia. Beauty and the Beast is your favorite Disney movie. Hmm. I'd have to think about what my favorite Disney movie is. I'd I'd really have to think about that. Um... Off the top of my head, it'd probably be Fantasia 2000 because I watched it while I was tripping acid and that was really fun. (laughs) Uh, What would be my favorite Disney movie? I would really, and also I haven't seen a lot of the modern Disney movies. I was going to try to, because I'm playing Kingdom Hearts again, I was going to try to catch up on uh, some Disney movies. Uh, uh, fucking like, I've, I've never seen Mulan, and I played the whole Mulan part in Kingdom Hearts 2. Hercules, I've never seen Hercules. Like, I once, once we got up to, uh, I think The Lion King is the last one I watched as a kid. Like after after the Lion King, I was I was over Disney movies. Here's a here's a takedown of Dinesh D'Souza. He's a fucking felon and a liar and an asshole. But hey, apparently he's slinging some dick because like he's he's nailed all the conservative women. He's he's had flings with Laura Ingram and fucking uh, Ann Coulter. See, Mo, Mo, Moana, Mo, Moana, I see, I've never, I've never seen that one. And supposedly it's really good. I'd totally watch it. Just never, never uh, had the opportunity to watch it. We're going to talk about how apparently right-wingers are moving towards a federal abortion ban should they reclaim the house in the senate connell has not ruled out that possibility we're also going to talk some cop death we're going to have to watch a very heart-wrenching video of a cop shooting a man unjustly of course uh but let's start off tonight with uh sir lanka i know nothing about yes dip 
You mean pack the pack the court? Because Joe Joe Biden was elected to uh, make sure things don't fundamentally change. the The whole packing the court thing. He uh, issued a commission. I don't know if they have issued their report yet. I think it comes out later this year. Put together a commission about what to do with the Supreme Court. We we are either waiting on that commission to issue their report. Or it's been issued and I didn't hear about it. Uh, I agree we should pack the court. We should we should impeach two of the justices. At least. At least. Yeah, we don't have enough people in the House. They don't have enough people in the Senate. In order to pack the court, you'd have to have Manchin sign on to the filibuster. And it's the same old fucking song and dance. Again. Manchin won't fucking kill the filibuster. It's bullshit. I enough for this shit. I am so sorry, dude. I'm going to butcher your name. Mahinda Rajapaska. Paksa Rajapatska. Mahinda Rajapatska. Now the Sir Lincoln PM. Or, I'm sorry, he has resigned as Sir Lincoln PM in an economic crisis. I, I clearly had never heard his name. I couldn't I couldn't find uh, Sir Lincoln on a map. I'm sorry. I'm just a dumb American. Sir Lincoln's prime minister. We should actually look it up and find out where it is on a map because I honestly don't know. I believe it's in the Asian Pacific. In Sri Lanka. Can we zoom out on the map? That don't tell me where it's at. Uh, Is it off the coast of India? like it is off the coast of India. Maybe in the Indian Ocean then. Blanca on a world map. The south of India. Mahinda Rajapatska. The now former Prime Minister of Sri Lanka has resigned amid mass protests at the government's handling of a deepening economic crisis. The move came as the island was placed under curfew after violent clashes between Rajapaska's supporters and anti-government protesters and uh, Colombo. I might be saying that wrong. Guy Comet, Welcome! Five people have died, including a ruling party MP, and more than 190 people have been injured in the violence in the capital. There have been protests over soaring prices and power cuts since last month. The island nation is facing its worst economic crisis since gaining independence from Britain in 1948. 
That's the I said it, Colombo, but it's probably not. It's uh, Colombo, Colombo. Fucking, I I am doing a disservice to this this fine country. Mr. Rajapaska, 76, sent his resignation letter to his younger brother, President Gotabayu Rajapaska, saying he hoped it would help resolve the crisis. But the move is highly unlikely to satisfy a uh, satisfy government opponents while the latter remains in power. In a nation facing a crisis of economic uncertainty, Mahinda Rajapaska's resignation was no surprise. There had been days of speculations he'd go after reports his brother had told him he needed to quit. Last few days of Mahinda Rajapaska held on uh, with the view that as the more popular of the brothers, couldn't be the one to go, but in the end it was. Before he said goodbye, he addressed his loyal supporters at a rally in the morning. Some of them were later seen attacking anti-government protesters. PM's departure reached uh, Colombo's Sea Front Promenade, Gail Face Green, Demonstrators danced with glee. For weeks, they've been demanding the Rajapaska family, which has ruled on and off for decades, resign. Seen as just a partial victory, their real target is the president. He shows no signs of quitting, which means the protest will continue. I believe you were talking about the uh, Philippine elections. Calm, calm your horses. We'll get to that. Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is poised to win the Philippine presidency by a landslide. Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is the son of the Philippine strongman ousted in the 1980s and elected in a landslide to become the Southeast Asian country's next president. Oh, that's all we get from the article. Fucking NPR. Short changing is I don't even know what the bong bong thing is about. I know it has something to do with the Philippine election. NPR short changing us on the article. We don't we don't get to find out. So bong bong is his nickname. Why the fuck is that his nickname? This is who we're talking about. Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Why the fuck is he called Bong Bong? Commonly referred to as Bong Bong Marcos. This is a nickname? God damn it, the chat doesn't have the answer. Bong Bong should be my nickname. I also don't want to mock it if it's some kind of, uh, like a cultural thing or something. He's a heavy smoker. Are you just guessing at that? The Wikipedia is not giving us any indication. Yeah, I have not been keeping up with this. I don't, I don't. Duterte was a strong arm. 
Why is he called Bong Bong? Somebody explain it to me. The Daily Beast, tell me why he's called Bong Bong. Somebody tell me why this motherfucker is called Bong Bong. Okay, 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 okay. Against all such criticism, deep in Marcos country, the historic Marcos name holds an almost messianic appeal over citizens who don't know don't believe the tales of corruption and dictatorship that marked his 20-year, 21-year uh, rule. The island province of Leti, ancestral home of Marcos's 92-year-old widow, Imidelia, 520 miles southeast of the capital of Manila, the heir to the family name, Bong Bong, as he is widely known, is seen as a man of the people, even though he's lived a life of wealth and privilege, few can imagine. But why is he called Bong Bong? I... This seems to be a really good article on what is going on in the Philippines right now, so... Boom! If you do want to read more, but apparently still not find out why the motherfucker is called Bong Bong. There is the Daily Beast article, and I'm going to go back and read it. Maybe, maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's a if it's a cultural thing, I don't want to I don't want to mock it. But I don't know. Nobody has answered the question. Seemed like that would be Question at uh, on the top of everyone's mind. Today, yesterday in Russia was May 9th. Today, Victory Day. In Moscow and Kiev, two countries at war. Yeah, I'll let Judy Woodruff explain it. ...over the meaning of what used to be a shared holiday, Victory Day, when Russia, Ukraine, and all the former Soviet states celebrate the defeat of Nazi Germany. But this year, the Kremlin compared Ukrainians to Nazis, and Ukrainians compared Russian actions wow. to Nazi war crimes. Nick Schifrin begins our coverage. They filled Moscow's streets by the tens of thousands, Russians remembering family killed during World War II, mobilized by a leader leveraging an 80-year-old victory to justify today's war. With pomp, circumstance, and a show of military might, Russian President Vladimir Putin likened the Red Army's fight against the Nazis to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. You are fighting for the motherland, for its future, so that no one forgets the lessons of World War II. So there is no place in the world for executioners, castigators, and Nazis. Putin did not escalate the war or declare victory. Instead, he once again inflated... Sir, you just described yourself. ...as his reason to invade. We saw how the military... Not high enough for this shit. ...how hundreds of foreign advisors began to work. 
There were regular deliveries of the most modern weapons from NATO countries. The danger grew every day. Russia has preemptively repulsed an aggression. It was a forced, timely, and the only correct decision. Ukraine's rebuttal uploaded online. On the street where Kyiv usually hosts an Independence Day parade, President Volodymyr... Was that goddamn... Was, was that Van Halen in the background? Was right now! Hey! Join tomorrow! Goddamn! Vladimir Zelensky walked past barricades and compared an unnamed Putin to Hitler. Someone is fighting for the Tsar, the Fuhrer, and we are fighting for our freedom so that the victory of our ancestors was not in vain. The one who is repeating the horrific crimes of Hitler's regime today, he is doomed because he was cursed by millions of ancestors when he began to imitate their killer, and therefore he will lose everything. And very soon there will be two victory days in Ukraine, and someone will not even have one left. We won then. We will win now, too. The Soviet army turning the Nazi six-month speech into the most ghastly military disaster in German history. Ukraine and Russia shared sacrifices in World War II. 20 million Soviets died. And across Ukraine, Nazis committed war crimes. But in Kharkiv's World War II memorial today... The only heartbeats allowed were recorded in the past and piped in by speaker. The memorial was closed by Kharkiv Mayor Ihor Terehov, whose father was a Soviet soldier. Ukraine was entirely occupied by Nazi Germany, and Ukraine was liberated with the help of our allies, the United States, Great Britain. The whole world liberated us from the Nazis and fascists. And today, history is repeating itself. The United States, Great Britain, they're all providing us with weapons. Well, welcome, folks. Today in the U.S., President Biden signed the Ukraine Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act. It borrows the name of U.S. support to allies during World War II. Wow. To arm Ukraine. And, uh, with Putin's war once more uh, bringing uh, wanton destruction into Europe. I didn't know they called it that. I had the story. I had, like, the whole fucking video of him signing the, this piece of legislation in the law. Which they rush fucking through. They can do that if they want to. And uh, to reaffirm the enduring commitment to the future, grounded in democracy, human rights, and peaceful resolution of disagreements, I'm now going to sign this bill. But at a European meeting in France today, President Emmanuel Macron ended Ukraine's hope to join the European Union quickly and said Russia's priorities needed to be considered. The terms of the discussion and negotiation will be established by Ukraine and Russia. It won't happen by ignoring or excluding one or the other. Back in Ukraine, Russia continues to bombard and try to storm Mariupol's Azovstal steel plant, the city's last holdout. For two months, hundreds of civilians have been hiding underneath Azovstal with no light or fresh air and little food. I was thinking the same thing, Merkin, that they were liberated by the the Russians. ...have escorted three convoys of families out of Azovstal. UN resident humanitarian coordinator Osnat Lubrani traveled with those convoys to the Ukrainian-held town Zaporizhia, where we sat down today. The people Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Daddy Bezos, we love you, and we would never say anything uh, to tarnish your good name. Trauma. Uh, Have fun with your dick rockets in space. You know, 
conditions that's difficult to imagine in a bunker. They haven't seen the sky, they haven't, you know, they had limited food and incessant shelling all the time. So bringing them out, the process of moving them was also not easy. There is presently uh, by the the entities that are in control of these areas uh, um, a requirement to go through a screening process. We were present with them throughout that process which was um, very lengthy and intensive and for people, particularly the ones from Azovstal who have just come in, putting pressure on people that already uh, have gone through a difficult time. You, you are correct, Deb. They changed the definition of uh, exactly where like space um, began just so Bezos wouldn't be an astronaut. Our presence with, with those um, vulnerable people that had just come out of a difficult situation was, was very important. And um, it was, you know, protection by presence, uh, being there. We're talking about screening by Russian forces. What are the Russians making the people who are leaving Mariupol go through in that screening process? I think there are a lot of probing questions. It's very lengthy and very comprehensive and very um, intense. Is it unfair? It was putting people under duress. I hope you're at least getting ads for like video games or something that you'd be interested in. I hope it's targeted advertising. At least, at least if they're going to show you something, show you something that might interest you. Here's something that will indeed interest you. This was the Russian ambassador going to uh, Poland, I believe it was, and uh, they got a little, they got a little treat. Oh, right in the face. The Russian ambassador to Poland. He did not have to come here today to put flowers on a monument. That's what you get, Mr. Russian ambassador to Poland. You hate to see it, right? Totally with you, Olga. She said she had Ukrainians with her, people from Belarus. They want no more war. I think it was paint. I don't think it was. I don't think it was actual blood. I think it was red paint. They are waving Ukrainian flags at him. That's fucking awesome. Anti-war protests in Poland. 
They doused the country's Russian ambassador in red paint on Monday at a Victory Day ceremony marking the 77th, anniversary, 77th anniversary of the end of the Second World War. Ambassador Sergei Andreev was attending a wreath-laying ceremony at a Warsaw Cemetery where he and staff were surrounded by demonstrators chanting fascists, killers, shame, and fuck Putin. Uh, the ambassador uh, told reporters, I am proud of my country and my president. It'd be nice to be proud of your country and your president. Abortion rights. Been a, been, a, been a long time since I felt that here in the U.S., if ever in my lifetime, honestly. Uh, it would be nice if our president actually did something, like as we have an all-out assault on women's reproductive rights. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Joe uh, Joe Biden's good friend, saying that a federal ban on abortion is possible. Protests continue across the country. The D.C. Police Department has now extended its use. I of would never encourage you. Also, mailing mailing fluids is actually a felony. March to the homes of Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Also today, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says a national ban on abortion is possible. He told USA Today that, quote, if the leaked opinion became the final opinion, legislative bodies, not only at the state level, but at the federal level, could certainly legislate in that area. And if this oh, we know, we know you guys are shameless point, and you're going to come for should be resolved contraceptive one way or in the legislative process. So, yeah, it's possible. Joining us now is CNN political commentator Scott Jennings. He's a longtime confidant of Senator McConnell's. And a confidant of Allison, Senator McConnell. So he must be a shit person. Coalition's director of the Biden campaign. Great to see both of you. Um, Scott, because of your access to Mitch McConnell, I want to start with you. First, let me just pull up the latest polling. This is just from last week in terms of where Americans are on Roe versus Wade and abortion. So two to one Americans do not want Roe versus Wade overturned. So despite that, do you agree with Senator McConnell that it's, quote, possible that there could be a federal ban on abortion if there were enough Republican votes on Capitol Hill? Well, first of all, I don't think the Supreme Court should be making decisions based on public polling. I actually think if you pulled up a poll about do Mitch McConnell limited abortion through all nine months, they'd say they don't want that either. So, but that's what's going to be on the floor of this. I week. did know that, Mergen, and it's a shame. The contraceptives were a felony to sell to an unmarried person up until 1972. Hold on, Scott. You say you say that as though one of the caveats of what they're putting on the floor is if the life of the mother is in jeopardy. That's how the law is written. It's if the life of the mother or the health of the mother is in jeopardy. That's what would allow them to end the pregnancy. Don't you think that's an important detail? The Democratic Party position, as I understand it, is nine months of abortion, no limits. And in this area, that is is not at all like this motherfucker is just paid to go on like. This is why we don't watch clips from CNN on this show, because these motherfuckers just pay to go on there and say the most inflammatory shit possible. 
Just so like they can argue on a panel. It's nonsense. It's not informative. Nobody learns anything from this shit. Nobody learned. Nobody learned where Sir Lanka was on your show tonight, bitches. I'm just, I'm just on fucking YouTube and Twitch and Trovo and shit. And, and like, I want to learn some shit. I don't want to just argue with a dumb fuck. Though arguing with, hey, I'm, I, 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 honestly, I'm guilty of that, aren't I? That's why I take calls and shit. They're paying this dude like fucking millions of dollars to come on their network and say some nonsense. I'm just letting randos call in and try to argue with me. I, do you guys want to watch the rest of this? Like, I just don't care. This is not... We had, like, one minute of, of, of some kind of journalism reporting on what was going on. And then now we've moved to a panel where some dumb fuck is going to say some, some absolute nonsense. Do you think we're stupid? Everybody's going to scoff and point at the train wreck and shit. Like, look at how dumb this guy is. And, and then they're going to they're gonna fucking posture and pat themselves on the back. And it's round and round we go in the same old circle on CNN. The first one minute was informative. The first one minute was informative. Told us what was going on. Fuck Mitch McConnell. Fuck all the Republicans. Yeah, it's redundant. Oh, I didn't want to move on to this, though. We'll get back to fun shit, I promise, but... At least the cops have been charged. Former Oklahoma police officers charged after fatally shooting a black man. Published today, Quandry Sanders had just raised his hands when a police officer shot at him four times, according to graphic body camera footage of the December 5th scene outside a Lawton, Oklahoma home. After falling to the ground, Sanders momentarily sat up and raised his hands again when the officer, along with a second one, fired more shots. Sanders, 29, died that night at the hospital, according to the Lawton Police Department. They released the body camera footage just a few days ago, May 6th. City of Lawton, May 6th. Understand, and I wish to proceed. I'd already kind of skipped ahead to find out where, like, the actual shooting was because there's 15 minutes of the build-up. I do not know why they were at his at this residence. I don't know if it was his home. I don't know any of the uh, information. It's all the it's all the body camera. The 20 minutes prior. Like them driving up to the residence and shit.
Hall was received about a mail in violation of a protective order during a home on Lincoln Avenue while the plaintiff was in the home. We're going to skip forward. This is 1632 into the video. Remember, content warning, you're getting ready to see some graphic shit. You been out here too? Yeah, yes, but he left for Been out here a couple times. Lawton Fire Department drove past the residence while responding to an unrelated call for service. I don't fucking know. Sounds like, I don't fucking know. He just, he just ran back in the house. Stay inside, stay inside. Bro, go back in the house. He was not armed at all. Was not armed. I, I repeat, he was not armed. Roll over! Roll over on your stomach! I can't breathe. Stomach! Hey, can you see the door? I can't. Okay. I got you. Go ahead, go ahead. Yep, yep. Hey, we got to back, back up. I'm back up. You go ahead, go ahead. We're going to pull him back. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Get the door, get the door. I got him. Okay. Don't pull him out the He was not armed. Andre Sanders had just raised his hands when a police officer shot at him four times. That was the first volley of shots. Falling to the ground, Sanders momentarily sat up and raised his hands again. Exactly what they wanted. Show us your hands. The officer, along with the second one, fired more shots. Six months after the incident, the Comanche County District Attorney has charged Nathan Ronan and Robert Hinkle, the Lawton police officers who shot and killed Sanders with first-degree manslaughter. City officials announced on Friday Ronan and Hinkle were fired from the department in early January following an internal investigation. After reviewing findings from the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, the District Attorney's Office concluded the shooting of Quandry Sanders was not justified. Duh! Jesus! Hinkle could not immediately be reached late Sunday for comment. My thoughts and prayers go out to the parents and those in our community who lost a loved one in Quandry Sanders. Lawton Mayor Stan Booker said in a statement on Friday when announcing the charges against the two officers, he added that the loss of life in our community is always a difficult matter to grasp. Lee Merritt, a lawyer for Sanders' family, wrote on Instagram that he couldn't find a single redeemable factor that mitigates any aspect of this shooting. It was just murder, Merritt added. There was no justification. 
Sanders was a father of eight and a talented musician. Dude, did you not know how to pull out? Come on. Talented musician. Family told KSWO in December, you made everybody laugh. Sanders' mother, Mina Woods, told the station, we could all be in a bad mood, ready to fight, ready to cry or whatever, and he would say things that would just send us all out, uh, send us into all-out laughter. On December 5th, at around 8.30 p.m., police received a call that Sanders was inside a Lawton residence in violation of a protective order, waving a gun around. The police department said in a statement after the shooting, I'm assuming that's bullshit since he had no fucking gun. According to the district attorney's statement to uh, KSWO, Sanders was refusing to let a person leave. Merritt said Sanders was having a dispute with his girlfriend. Once police arrived, set up a perimeter and started speaking to Sanders through a speaker, a woman emerged from the house, according to the district attorney's statement. Shortly after, Sanders also came out from a side door, but went back inside before emerging again from the front. Body camera footage from one of the officers shows that Sanders walked out with his hands at his sides, holding a baseball cap. Hands, hands, the officer wearing the body camera screamed. Sanders briefly stepped to the side, partially obscured by a refrigerator on the patio, and then put his hands up just before the officer fired four shots. Sanders crawled onto steps at the house's entrance, stopped moving. The officer wearing the body camera then dragged Sanders across the driveway as he lay prone and bleeding. Sanders was handcuffed and two minutes passed between being shot and receiving medical aid, according to the footage. In April of 2021, Ronan was cleared of wrongdoing after he shot and killed another black man. 24-year-old Zontarius Johnson, who displayed a weapon in a dark alley three months earlier. He found a handgun with an empty magazine at the scene. No weapon was found at the scene where Sanders was shot in December. It told KSWO that Sanders' case is comparable to that of George Floyd, who was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer in May of 2020. Video footage of Derek Chauvin kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes sparked nationwide protests against police brutality. Unfortunately, I don't feel like this one is making waves the way that George Floyd's murder did. Both officers have been charged with manslaughter. Update on a a Colorado woman Roughed up by the cops. I'm sure you guys remember this footage. This one did go viral in 2020. The ex-officer who injured elderly Colorado woman with dementia during arrest is sentenced to five years in prison. Good! Austin Hopp, a former officer with the Loveland Police Department in Colorado, pleaded guilty to charges related to the 2020 arrest of Karen Garner. Federal lawsuit said police slammed Garner, who was 73 at the time, to the ground and hogtied her. State District Judge Michelle Berenger, Brenniger, said Hop used his position of power and authority to show off his toughness. 
Uh, we'll, we'll watch this little piece right here. Do you need to be arrested right now? No, no, no. Offered Tonight, a plea deal. developments in the case surrounding this shocking video. Body cam footage from June 2020 showing Colorado police officers arresting a 73-year-old woman. Now the Yeah, accused of stealing $14 worth of items. An old, an old lady with de- dementia. They're going to treat like that. Woman's family says that officer may get a plea deal. I'm shocked um, and angry that that this is being offered. In a federal lawsuit filed against the city and two Loveland, Colorado police officers last year, the woman's family attorney said her client, Karen Garner, has dementia. She suffered a dislocated shoulder, fractured arm, and sprained wrist after officers slammed her to the ground and hogtied her, according to the lawsuit, and wasn't offered medical assistance for six hours. The incident began when Garner was accused of stealing $13.88. At least he's getting five years. The charges against her were dismissed. This has taken a huge toll on her, and you can tell that she's been... I'm sure! Um, she doesn't understand at all why that poor woman in April of 2021 video released by Garner's lawyer shows the officers discussing the arrest the day she was booked saying it went quote great and appearing to laugh about the incident the assholes hop was placed on administrative leave and both officers later resigned. Only Hop was then charged with second-degree assault of an at-risk adult, according to the Loveland Police Department. There needs to be some change in this department. And it took national outrage to get that done. Fuck off. Was that just like... And once again, once again, five years is far too little. I think cops, when you are a cop specifically... I want this I want this written into law. I call it I call it the higher standard act. If you are a cop, you should be held to a higher standard. You should get double the the mandatory minimum of whatever the fucking charge is. Double it. Double it. Automatically. Fuck you. I think it's a great law. We need to get it passed. Fuck these cops. I mean, that doesn't go far enough in my mind. Believe me. I'm all about abolishing the police and completely restructing, reconstructing something that is actually helpful to society. You need some enforcement arm, but totally not what we have now. And it should be focused far more on uh, civil services. It's been a wild success in the town in Colorado that tried it. Or they stopped having police respond to, to nonviolent calls and sent social workers. Not once did they have to call police for backup, and it was like 430-something cases. Oh, Jesus. Case is not about a mistake, the district uh, judge said. I do not think you are sorry. I don't think you get it. I do think you are sorry, but I don't think you get it. You also got three years mandatory uh, parole. 
Now, here's the story of a former jail employee who helped a murder suspect who was already serving 75 years for a, an unrelated crime escape. Casey White, Vicky White, captured... In Indiana. This is apparently the wreck that happened that they caused. I don't know if they were in this vehicle. Wanted fugitives, Casey White and Vicky White, have been captured in Evansville, Indiana. I've been to Evansville, Indiana. I don't know why you would go there. I guess speculated they were they were headed for Canada. Doesn't make any sense. You were closer to fucking Mexico. You what the hell were you thinking? Wanted fugitives, Casey White and Vicky White, but maybe, maybe, maybe they thought that the cops would look at Mexico first. Go to Evansville so you can leave Evansville. <laughs> oh, they were captured after pursuit ended in a crash. They were in a Cadillac. Vicky Wolf shot herself and has been a bit, has been taken to a hospital. Vanderburgh uh, County Sheriff Dave Wedding said she has serious injuries and was driving the car. She shot herself before crashing the car. A.C. White is in custody. He has minor injuries. Crash happened near the area of Highway 57. Two have been missing since April 29th. That's when Vicki White, the former Lauderdale County Detention Center Assistance Correction Director, took Casey White, an accused murderer, out of the jail for a fabricated court appearance. They've been on the run since. So here is the Evansville local news hit on this. God damn alien dick. Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Brian Miller. We do have breaking news. A big story. What's up, Brian? Headlines landing right here in Evansville. The suspects wanted out of Alabama have been caught after a police chase and 44 news reporter ella shemwell is going to begin our live coverage with what we know so far ella Yeah, Brian, we are right over here just off of Highway 41 and Burton. You can kind of see the scene is very chaotic right now. We are But I mean, she's been in jail. Like that's what she's done her entire life. She worked in jail. Yes, yes. They they said she said that she was taking him to have a medical evaluation done. There was no medical evaluation. I don't know why the motherfucker was in a jail. Like he had been in this jail for a couple of years, but he's already been convicted and was serving a seventy-five year sentence. He should have been in prison. I understand that they were trying him again for a different murder, <laughs> but he should have been in jail to begin with. It's it's wild. This is this is the wreck. This is the their vehicle right here. Apparently there was a police chase and she shot herself before the before the vehicle tumbled. 
We're still learning details, but we can confirm that both Casey and Vicky, um, one is in custody and one is in the hospital. Um, the female is actually in the hospital. Um, we know that they are driving down here in a police pursuit about 70 miles per hour. You can see that car flipped over um, in the ditch right now. We have multiple agencies Shit. on the scene, but apparently this was going for a while. Now, we do not know the condition um, of her, but we do know that he is in custody. So we are going to stay on scene and work to gather some more information, and we'll bring you the latest coming up in about 15 minutes reporting live in now 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 i read uh, a different article that had the marshal's statement and he said he hopes she lives so apparently the uh injuries are life-threatening she is in possibly critical condition at the hospital we don't know for sure but just judging by the statement from the marshal it could possibly be life-threatening Evansville, Ella Shimwell, 44 News. Thank you, Ella. That developing story has a lot of angles. We go now to 44 News reporter Sydney Spencer. She's also there. She's got another set of eyes on the scene here. Sydney, what can you tell us from your angle? Yeah, Brian, I've been here on scene for about 20 to 30 minutes. And as you can see behind me, there's still a lot of police cars. I'm actually going to step aside so the photog can show you guys a little bit more. Um, U.S. Marshals are currently out here. A bunch of EPD cars as well. We do have little information right now. But what we do know is that the Alabama Correctional Officer Vicki White and inmate Casey White have been taken into custody. When I arrived, I saw a car in the ditch. I'm unsure whether or not that car has been removed just yet. And also, as I was walking up, I spoke to a bystander who told me that she saw the incident happen. She saw that the car flipped over in the ditch. And, and that's who you were talking about when you said one hottie in Evansville, right? Brian with the jowl implants. Investigate this. Like I said, we have little information right now, but we will speak with the sheriff very soon. Reporting live in Evansville, Sydney Spencer, 44 News. Jowl implants. Ah, oh, fucking shit. So there you have it. The wild and wonderful whites have been captured. <laughs> Come on, there were there were four hotties at least in Evansville earlier today. Look at these two. You telling me that couple isn't isn't like you're not looking up their fucking videos on Pornhub? Come on. Probably wore a uniform in the in the in the bedroom with him. You live in sexual anarchy. God He did throw her life away. Last day, that was her last day. For those of you who don't know the whole story, it was her last day. He was retiring the next day. And that's, she sold her house. She had sold her house and they had 90 grand on hand, apparently, from her selling her house. But I guess nobody thought anything of it because she was retiring. So maybe she was moving to Florida. Maybe she was, you know, going to go camping. She was going to travel some. So I guess nobody thought anything of the fact that she sold her fucking house. What a story. What a fucking story.
Oh, shit. Content warning again. Getting ready to see something very disturbing. His name is Rand Paul. <laughs> uh, I believe this was today. This was Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas being questioned by Senator Rand Paul. Policies. Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? But here's the problem. We can't even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation. Oh, oh. Oh, we're talking about the information, disinformation ministry, whatever the fuck the Biden administration is called it. We're going to get to all the details here in just a second. Uh, it's some sort of some sort of shit under Homeland Security. They're going to fight misinformation. I mean, I mean, in theory, I agree with Rand Paul uh, that we don't really want the government telling us what is and is not misinformation. But also, I don't know what the purpose of the Bureau is, what their mission is, what they'll be doing. We'll, we'll get all those details here in just a second. Information is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Okay, so that's a, that's a weird thing to say that Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. So, like, what... The Steele dossier was opposition research, and it's not necessarily going to have shit that's true in it. It's going to be like, oh, face these accusations, and we have this degree of confidence, blah, 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 blah. It's it's an assessment of, of, of allegations against your political opponent. So, so this idea that, like, Russia fed information to it, uh, of course they did. Weird. I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Rand Paul? Oh. History of the world. No, 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 not in the history of the world. That's one of those short-sighted things where, like, you you think America's the greatest country, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, we, we haven't had the time. We haven't had the time. Probably, probably Britain. <laughs> I mean, just given the, 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 the fucking sheer fucking time frame and the scale... The British Empire, no offense, warlord, if you're still here. No, not the United States, though. The United States have shoveled some fucking bullshit. Don't get me wrong, Rand. I'll agree with you there. Are you familiar with McNamara? Be a bit hyperbolic. Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and... Think of all the shit that you just named off that was your party doing dirty fucking shit. Think about it, Rand Paul. Is your party. Everything you just named was your party. Catholic Church, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good pick. That's a smart money bet right there on the Catholic Church. Disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country... We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine 
you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation. You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what truth yes. is? You can't even admit. I mean, I mean, the American people are stupid. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Government is largely deceptive. Stupid. Once again, back fools? to the Steele dossier. God damn, Rand Paul, you fucking. You're stupid. Let's find out what the disinformation board uproar is all about, shall we? This is a, a article in the Independent. GOP Ministry of Truth slurs against Biden's disinformation board expose their own political tricks, experts say. This is an article in The Independent, written by Andrew Feinberg. And this was this was before the hearing that like we were we were just watching. Long-standing Department of Homeland Security effort to combat foreign disinformation has touched off outrage. Uh, um, amount of Republicans who say touched off outrage amount Republicans say the department that is totally not me fuck it like that's their words I'm I'm struggling to read what the independent wrote Long-standing Department of Homeland Security effort to combat foreign disinformation has touched off outrage Republicans who say the department is assembling an Orwellian minister of truth, but experts and former GOP insiders say the Sturm and Drang, Sturm and Drang, never heard that phrase before. This whole thing is fucking me up. I'm either too high for this or not high enough for this. The Sturmendrang over the DHS program shows how much the Trump-era iteration of the party of Lincoln has come to depend on lying as a political strategy and therefore fears not being able to count on their lies going unchallenged. Last week, Fox News reporters began pressing White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki about a news item first reported by Politico, which stated that DHS was standing up a disinformation governance board to counter foreign disinformation and misinformation related to Homeland Security, led by ex-Wilson Center fellow Nina Jekowicz. Miss Jekowicz. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm fucking your name up. Miss Jekowicz. Who holds a master's degree in Russian, Eurasian, and East European studies from Georgetown University School of Foreign Service is a well-known expert who has studied the nexus between democracy and technology and how disinformation can undermine democracies with a particular uh, specialization in Central and Eastern Europe. Is this the woman that they shared the video of her, like, dancing at a karaoke? that her? I think it is. Let's take a break from the independent article here and go to this. This has been an all-out attack. Biden disinfo boss Nina Junkowicz once belted out a raunchy parody Christmas song. (laughs) This, This seems to be news to the New York Post. President Biden's new disinformation czar, Nina Jekylwinks, once belted out a raunchy parody version of a Christmas song, changing the lyrics to ask who she needed to fuck to be famous and powerful, according to resurfaced YouTube footage. 
Is this supposed to... The video from Jankowitz is the latest display of her vocal chops to make the rounds around the web this week. On Friday, a cringeworthy video of her emerged on TikTok, adapting the Mary Poppins classic, Supercalifragilistic, into a song about fake news. And di- oh, let's, let's watch that one. Hold on. We'll come back to this. No, no, please give me the Mary Poppins song. God damn! is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems slightly less atrocious. <laughs> She's a she's a decent singer. I, I think they're jealous. All these motherfucking right wingers wanted to be theater kids. Probably probably got rejected by all the theater kids. So they're they're jealous of people with actual talent. Ah. Uh. Rich, famous, and powerful. Step on all my enemies and never do a thing. I want to be rich, famous, and powerful. So all I have to do in life is sit around and sing. I don't want to work, struggle, or compromise. When I set a goal, I want to reach it right away. Because paying your dues. She's just doing, she's just doing a fucking song. It's... This is a this is a headline today in the New York Post. Oh no, that's today's date. This, this was this was published about nine days ago. I'm sorry, I'm disinformation over here. Miss Jagowitz holds a master's degree in Russian, Eurasian, and East European studies from Georgetown University School of Foreign Service. It's a well-known expert who has studied the nexus between democracy and technology. But the appointment of Miss Jankowitz to helm DHS's anti-disinformation efforts touched off a geyser of grievance among Republican officeholders and their conservative media allies. Citing public statements she'd made describing the October 2020 New York Post reporting on a laptop thought to have belonged to Hunter Biden as a Trump campaign product and other statements perceived to be at odds with conservative media narratives regarding uh, Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump. Though a uh, May the 2nd fact sheet released by the DHS laid out the department's aims, including a focus on disinformation that threatens the security of the American people, including disinformation spread by foreign states such as Russia, China, and Iran, or other adversaries such as transnational criminal organizations and human smuggling organizations, Republicans were animated by the false belief that the Biden administration was establishing some manner of universal arbiter of what is true and what is not for political purposes. A Wednesday hearing before the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, Senator Rand Paul appeared to believe that the DHS board would be retroactively fact-checking news outlets and asked Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas 
if the board would have deemed the infamous dossier on Donald Trump compiled by former MI6 agent Christopher Steele as Russian disinformation. After Mr. Mayorkas explained the board's function, which was cut out of the video we just watched, to ensure guardrails, definitions, and standards meant to safeguard civil rights, privacy, and free speech, Mr. Paul resumed his complaints. Kentucky Senator said that the greatest propagator of disinformation in the world, or in the history of the world, has been the U.S. government, which we, which, in and of itself was disinformation because we threw out a couple of different uh, uh, people who could be in the running organization, a country and a religious organization that could be in the running. Uh, also, the Bible is a, is, a, is, a, is a good one in there. Christianity as a whole... But, like, specifically the Catholic Church and all the shit they've been doing for years and years and years. But speaking of disinformation, do you guys want to talk about the new smash hit movie by Dinesh D'Souza? It's called 2,000 Mules. I believe it came out over the weekend, but like the clip of Rand Paul, uh, I might be mistaken. Uh, 2,000 suckers, probably. Let's hope it's like Meghan McCain's book and only, you know, 200 sales, but apparently it actually did really well over the weekend. It opened in 27 theaters, amazingly enough. Wild. But this is the official trailer for convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, 2,000 Mules. You've put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. That was Trump's own DHS saying that. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans... He's got Charlie Kirk. He's got Dennis Prager. He's got a whole bunch of chuckle fogs. You know something went wrong, and they have little pieces, and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. Yes, they're still bitching about the 2020 election. (laughs) Oh, the, all the people that were like, you lost, get over it, in 2016. It's 2022, I do believe, and we're like halfway through the fucking year. 2022. And they're still bitching about the election. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? 
person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock? Disturbing. One night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. Exactly what money? I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they. The money that exists in bringing socialism to this country. Seriously saw a dude say that on Facebook today. Like, oh, the Biden administration bringing socialism to this country. Like, do you know what socialism means, you stupid fuck? Biden, who has long been known to be bought out by the corporations. They, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What? Come on, they just, they smell money, right? That's all it is. That's sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020? The only vote trafficking we know of was Republicans. Republicans. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair... You're a moron, Dennis Prager. Democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. You guys hate democracy. I get told that all the time. I got my friend Jake that says democracy is nothing but the woke mob. Fuck off. Fuck off. You guys hate democracy. Now let's fact check this piece of shit. Backjacking the movie 2000 Mules, movie alleging ballot fraud. This is the Denver Post we're reading from. Film debuting in over 270 theaters across the United States this week uses a flawed analysis of cell phone location data and ballot drop box surveillance footage to cast doubt on the results of the 2020 presidential election nearly 18 months after it ended. Praised by former President Donald Trump as exposing great election fraud. The movie, called 2000 Mules, paints an ominous picture suggesting Democrat-aligned ballot mules were supposedly paid to illegally collect and drop off ballots in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But that's based on faulty assumptions, assumptions, anonymous accounts, and improper analysis of cell phone location data, which is not precise enough to confirm that somebody deposited a ballot into a drop box. The movie was produced by conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza and uses research from the Texas-based nonprofit True the Vote, which has spent months lobbying states to use its findings to change voting laws. It even said it in, in, the, in the fucking video, follow the money. Neither responded to a request for comment. Now here's a look at the facts. At least 2,000 mules were paid to illegally collect ballots and deliver them to drop boxes in key swing states. 
Through the vote didn't prove this. The finding is based on false assumptions about the precision of cell phone tracking data and the reasons that someone might drop off multiple ballots, according to experts. Ballot harvesting is a pejorative term for dropping off completed ballots for people besides yourself. The practice is legal in several states, but largely illegal in the states true the vote focused on, with some exceptions for family, household members, and people with disabilities. Through the vote has said it found more uh, found some 2,000 ballot harvesters by purchasing two million dollars worth of anonymized cell phone geolocation data, the pings that track a person's location based on app activity. There is no way I can tell you. I can tell you with 100% certainty. You could not. You cannot tell that somebody went to a ballot box with their ping off of a cell phone tower. You can just see that they pinged a cell phone tower. Holy fuck. Then claim that by drawing a virtual boundary around a a county's uh, ballot drop boxes and various unnamed nonprofits, it identified cell phones that repeatedly went near both ahead of the 2020 election. If a cell phone went near a Dropbox more than 10 times and a nonprofit more than 5 times from October 1st to Election Day, True the Vote assumed its owner was a mule. What fuck? What if they just work in that area, you dumb shits? I assume both of those uh, like nonprofits and ballot boxes are located in downtowns. Claims of paid ballot harvesting scheme are supported in the firm only by one unidentified whistleblower who is said to be from San Luis, Arizona, who said she saw people picking up what she assumed to be payments for ballot collection. The firm contains no evidence of such payments in other states in 2020. Plus, experts say cell phone location data, even at its most advanced, can only reliably track a smartphone within a few meters, not close enough to know whether someone actually dropped off a ballot or just walked or drove nearby. Those of you here in the United States, a few meters could be a few miles. A few miles. Did you cellular evidence to say this person was in that area, but to say they were at the ballot box? You're stretching it a lot, said Aaron Strigel, a professor of computer science and engineering at the University of Notre Dame. There's always a pretty healthy amount of uncertainty that comes with this. What's more, ballot drop boxes are often intentionally placed in busy areas, such as college campuses, libraries, government buildings, and apartment complexes, increasing the likelihood that innocent citizens got caught in the group's dragnet. Similarly, there are plenty of legitimate reasons why someone would be visiting both a nonprofit's office and one of those busy areas. Delivery drivers, postal workers, cab drivers, poll workers, and elected officials all have legitimate reasons to cross paths with numerous drop boxes or nonprofits in a given day. Video of a voter dropping off a stack of ballots at a drop box is not itself proof of any wrongdoing since most states have legal exceptions that let people drop off ballots on behalf of family members and household members. For example, Larry Campbell, a voter in Michigan who was not featured in the film, told the Associated Press he legally dropped off six ballots in a local drop box in 2020, one for himself, his wife, and his four adult children. 
Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger's office investigated one of the surveillance videos circulated by True the Vote and said it found the man was dropping off ballots for himself and his family. RB, I, I like Greg. Like, but like, that's that's Greg's content. <laughs> I will check it out later, though, my friend. Having Sky Comet threw some bits at me. Thank you, Sky Comet. Oh, let's talk about Bill Moore. Apparently, he had some bullshit about the. Avalon B on his show on Friday. How long is Bill Maher going to be? Uh, I think the segment's like seven minutes. Knows how long I'll rant about it. <laughs> I found the article, uh, you know, on Steven Crowder's website. When Steven Crowder is promoting Bill Maher, you know you got yourself a real uh, true-to-life liberal on your hands. This is a segment from Real Time. Do we have to? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did that need a content warning? I wanted. I wanted to bitch about it. Okay. Here's the host of MSNBC's Velshi airing weekend weekend mornings. Ali Velshi is over here. Ali, great to see you. And he's as far as I know, Ali Velshi's always been all right. The White House nomination advisor for legislative affairs, guiding the confirmation of Katenji Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court, Doug Jones. Hold on, let's go to YouTube here so I can pop this out. Okay. So, let's talk about... Uh, Ten minutes, probably. Free speech, shall we? And Elon Musk, you know, we're all in the media of some way. Uh, the CEO of Twitter... Org wants their animal video. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> He said, our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment. Now, let's just start with, it is a private company. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want. Right? Yes. Let's, let's yes. get past that. Yep. That's a dodge answer. Yeah, what, what Musk is saying is, but it is de facto the town square. And some sheriff could, should come in and say, what good is the First Amendment if we're the place where people are really talking, they can't talk? You think that's a valid argument? Doug knows more about the, the, the legality of it. He's right. I think everybody needs to get over the fact that the First Amendment does not apply uh, to Twitter. This is not government censorship of anything. I think what we do have to worry about, what Elon Musk, who's a really great... Biggie White has died. ...moving the needle on some important things in life about electric cars. And- oh, wow. Okay, here is corrections officer who helped inmate escape dies after police say she shot herself. Caught after ten days on the run. I don't know if that would be current. White died at Deconis Hospital, and additional information will be available after the autopsy, which is scheduled for Tuesday. The coroner's office said the rest of the pair, who were not related, ended a nationwide manhunt that began April 29th when Vicki White 
The assistant director of corrections for the jail in Lauderdale County allegedly helped engineer the escape. Very short retirement for Vicky. Ma'am, I don't understand why you did what you did. None of this makes any fucking sense to me. Uh, but also, you were a cop, so I don't have much sympathy. There's, there, there is that. So, uh, back to dumbass Bill Moore about going to Mars. I think what he needs to think about is our democracy, which is struggling at the moment, relies upon an informed electorate. And that's always been a problem for us historically, but social media is not helping us become a more informed electorate. So there's a responsibility even by a private company or private actors to say, am I making a bad situation worse? And how do I get you that town? They certainly are. Really, like, here's the thing, like, like they're, they're, they're actively profiting off of making things worse. That, that is a proven fact with social media wrecking society and i think twitter could have a serious conversation with itself about that asking facebook well yeah yeah no you know well i think the government could have a conversation about antitrust I'm all for the first amendment everybody all democrats are for the first amendment for goodness sakes but russian bots do not have a first amendment privilege in this country or on twitter period in the discussion, and that's the biggest right. problem. It's not. It's not. It's I think not we can true. all agree it's on that. Arguing. Let's Twitter. just. Let's just. At least. And it's not just like it, like Russian bots has a connotation. It's not just bots that are Russian. There are bots for many different reasons. Apparently, there's even bots out there attacking AEW, and Tony Khan paid to find that out. But that's a that's a that's a whole other can of worms. But like there are there are bot farms all over the fucking world. That are are used for several to, to amplify fucking right wing content. Be who you really are. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's not really where the argument is. The argument to me is like, has Twitter failed in setting themselves up in the past as the judge of what can go out there? And I would say yes, <clears throat> you have. You failed when you threw the New York Post off of Twitter for talking about Hunter Biden's emails. And it turned out that was a real story. Right. You failed when you said we couldn't read about whether COVID had come from a lab. You failed. Did you read about this Babylon Bee? Do you know what the Babylon Bee is? I didn't know this. No. It's like- Those were two really weak examples. Holy shit. And now we're going to move on to... The Babylon Bee. We're going to be upset about the Babylon Bee. Like the Christian version of the onion. It is not anymore. It's completely political. Because everyone needs that. Well, some people do. I thought that They're was not Fox all news. you and me, okay? It says you're a trusted source for Christian news and satire. I didn't know there was such a thing as Christian satire. I thought the religion itself was satire. That's me. I'm not everybody. Okay? I'm not everybody. Have a little humility, right? So listen to this. They got flagged for, they posted a funny video. This is funny to them. Okay. What was the video? Twitter said. In the video, they were making fun of Twitter for being too sensitive. This is. (laughs) 
Oh, that's all it was? Question. Our video mocking Twitter employees for being too sensitive was flagged by Twitter for sensitive content. There's a video. There we go. Dr. Pollen, I'm your two o'clock. Oh, hey, Mandy. Uh, Dr. Pollen. It's terrible. I can't even. I have literally lost my ability to even. Whoa, let's calm down. Hello, Adam! Some sort of tragic loss? Death in the family? No, no one misgendered you, did they? No, it's even worse. Elon Musk wants to buy our company. <sighs> All right, not another one. <clears throat> All right, just tell me, what is it about Elon buying Twitter that actually bothers you? And remember, this is a safe space. There's no judgment here. If he buys our free speech platform, people will be able to have free speech on our platform. No, no, I don't think that's it. <sighs> All right, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's go a little bit deeper. What exactly bothers you about somebody having free speech on our free speech platform? If we don't have the unilateral power to ban ideas we don't like, we'd actually have to discuss and defend our ideas based on their own merit. Or, or maybe it's because Elon Musk is actually against free speech and is not very kind to his employees. Tesla engaged in unfair labor practices. Must reinstate fired worker. It's just one of the numerous stories I can pull up where the hostile work environments where it's accused of being uh, almost plantation-like at Tesla factories. So, you know... This is called a straw man argument where you don't properly represent your opponent's argument. You want to steel man them. You want to you properly represent your opponent's argument. And what's the problem with that? It's just everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. So it's imperative that I change their mind with force and violence. Very interesting. Let's, let's try something else. I'm going to hold up some shapes and I want you to tell me exactly what you see. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. That's why they got flagged. I will go ahead and tell you as someone who makes content that makes content online, I get flagged all the time for, for sensitive shit. It happened to me the other day for something stupid. It was just, it's just because she said Nazis and she made the joke about like wanting to force people or kill people or just, she promoted violence. Why? That's why it's sensitive content. And they're being sensitive about being labeled sensitive content. That one kind of looks like a lip. Nazis, Nazis, Adolf Hitler, Nazis. Oh, I know that one. It's the Hindu symbol for peace. Namaste. Nazis, Nazis, Donald Trump. No, wait, it's still Nazis. Fascinating. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer honestly. Is Elon in the room with us right now? 
Yes, I see him at work. I see him at Whole Foods. I see him when I get into my Tesla. He's everywhere. He is fucking everywhere. The media shoves him down my fucking throat. I had to see his goofy ass face fucking everywhere, and I'm goddamn tired of it. Next. Hey, Doc. What? Why do you have these pictures of my mom? <laughs> okay, that was kind of funny. Hey, you! But that's the, that's the whole reason is flagged as sensitive. Now this has got to be a topic for Bill Maher. Like, oh, the Babylon Bee was flagged as because she was talking about Nazis and shit. So through the looking glass, and here's what happens in the video. This woman who going into the Twitter building, this is, you know, parody. This is what people do on television and have done forever. Okay, she's complaining to HR about how sensitive Twitter is. And the guy shows her an ink blot, and she keeps seeing Hitler in all the ink blots. Okay, then she runs screaming out of the building. It, did, it didn't even get taken down. It just got it got flagged as sensitive content. It did not get taken down. <laughs> we just watched it. It was on Twitter. This is right. well within what satire has always been. Yes, Bill. And the fact that they and nothing disturbed it. Sensitive shows their complete lack of self awareness about what their own problem is. If that's where the line is. No, it was just auto-moderation. Yeah, the swastika. I just I just got finished serving a 30-day ban on Facebook because I I posted pictures of Trump supporters holding Nazi symbols. It said I was promoting a hate group. That was the reason I was given. That's I understand why Twitter flagged it as sensitive. You're the one being sensitive right now, Bill. This is something stupid. You know, look, I, I, I think people would agree totally with that. Um, I, I think what we're talking about here, though, is trying to get back to having those tweets or posts or whatever the hell you want to call it. But the fact of the matter They're is... They're called tweets, Doug. Insensitivity is one thing. I like you an awful lot, but you probably have no business talking about this. Disinformation, flat-out lies, not fake news. Fake news is a lie. Let's just let's oh. put it out there. Fake news is nothing but a lie. And things that incite violence, things that like that, I think there is a response. Right, well, that's, that's in the First Amendment. You can't, right. you can't right. incite violence, and we're all... Right. Where no one's arguing. So there's stuff that Twitter's done that falls into that category, and we think exactly. that's okay. I think the issue is no Bill one. Bill Maher has been out of touch. We've learned that we're not anywhere close to being able to understand this and regulate social media. So could these companies take some responsibility and say, imagine if we were really that town square? Imagine if we were this place where well, people with differing opinions could have robust discussions. And, and there's a way they can get there. It's not what Elon Musk is currently looking at. And that yeah. was. But, but boy, if he could do that, if we can create that real town square, what would it do for us? You, you do it. You try and do it on your show, right? You, 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 you battle people with different opinions with respect and respect. Right. Their uh, what that space would do. For yeah, them. yeah. He brings the boomers on. Sassy boy, like he battles people with different opinions, like of the boomer persuasion, of the shit lib persuasion, of the right wingers he can find a common interest with. That's what Bill Moore does.
Other rich people he can bond with. What a fucking moron indeed. These aren't morons, though. These are dogs trying different foods. And I assume they're going to be precious. All puppies are precious. All puppies are precious. That was a dehydrated apple. Gonna eat some some baked green beans. The the husky has a fucking shirt on. God damn. Doing a drool indeed. I don't, I don't think that's a wolf. I think that's a husky. I know, I know it, it can be confusing sometimes. Wait, did they just give him a potato? The dogs did not like the potato. Apparently the dogs don't like the kiwi. Oh, ki- kiddos. I love some kiwi. Man, Sparkles, we need to make a fruit pizza sometimes. Oh, it's a whole kiwi. Oh, my bad. Is that a rice cake? They don't seem too happy about it. I'm sorry, it looked like a potato. I'm so glad you keep me straight, Sparkles. What are we what are we doing for my birthday? I'll let you pick. It's it's either cookie brownie or or that fucking cinnamon toast crunch uh cheesecake. I think I think I think we're gonna cook it live on stream. I keep trying to talk to Sparkles about the birthday stream. Like, what are we gonna do? I gotta I gotta like plan for this shit because you know, it takes weeks of planning. Ah, oh, yes, yes. You must have just got here. We did have the update on Vicky White. Died of her self-inflicted gunshot wound. You want to go out in a blaze of glory. Soon, sassy snicks. Soon. I'll let you guys know as soon as Sparkles uh, uh, lets me know what we're doing. Like, we, we got to talk about this. It's, 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 it's coming up way too soon. It's coming up too fast. I don't like it. Birthdays keep coming up fast. If you're watching on Twitch, you are going over to Radical Maniac. I promise I'll give you an update on the birthday stream. In the next few days. In the next few days, I assure you. Go ahead, light one up. Tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm sorry the puppies quit playing. 
Justin Freakin, we'll see you tomorrow night. On the would you believe that guy never did Oh no, Adam. I would have never imagined that he didn't show up. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live. Also, if you're on YouTube, uh, you're probably uh, going over to the premiere of tomorrow's The Freaking News. Uh, this is a new feature I'm trying out, so you can like click it and get the reminder for tomorrow's freaking news. Hell yeah.